Hello, fellow listeners. Welcome to Food for Thought, where we inspire you to think and feed you knowledge that can be applied to your everyday life. I'm your host, Juan Cruz. So before we start this podcast off, first of all, just wanted to remind everybody, rate, share, and subscribe. Best way to help out is to rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You just scroll all the way down to the bottom. Just hit that little five star. It'd be a great help to me. Don't forget to subscribe. You can just go to the top right corner, hit that little plus sign, and you'll be following So you'll get the notifications every time I drop a new podcast, it'll pop up right up on your screen. Also, wherever you is, wherever you listen to this podcast, you could just hit the subscribe button and you'll get always the new notifications. Uh, And then also share, share the podcast. Sometimes it is difficult. I did notice that um, the podcast on hair got shared a lot more. I do delve into these topics that are very controversial and a lot of people believe it or not love to listen to this podcast but the problem becomes that when you got to share the podcast you're almost embarrassed or scared to share uh gender of ideology um depopulation um different topics that kind of are against maybe what other people believe especially now in our cancel culture society don't be scared to share the podcast. You'd be surprised how many people listen to this podcast and it helps them. So uh, definitely also wanted to give a shout out to all these different places, these countries that are listening to me. Uh, we have in the UK. Wow. So big thanks to you guys out there, whoever is listening. Um, we have, it's been growing lately in the UK. Also in India. All the listeners in India, thank you so much for listening. Uh, also in Pakistan, uh, we've we've started to grow a little bit of a, a little bit of a group there. Um, France has been starting to grow, so <clears throat> I definitely wanted to give a shout out to all those different places. Thank you for for listening. Um, Argentina has some listeners. Colombia has listeners. Uh, Germany has listeners. Canada. Um, so yeah, so there's definitely many different places and I can go on. Haiti, Haiti has a big group of listeners. So Haiti, thank you. Because all this that you guys are listening in these different spots and are sharing it, it grows the listeners and uh, in, in how many people kind of are on, are on this subscribe following and it helps me out. United States, obviously, California has been growing lately. Texas has been growing lately. Florida, oh my God, that's like straight up conservative states. But we do have some other northeastern states, right? We have Connecticut always, so we're a full-blown uh, liberal state. We have New York, New Jersey. Those are my three biggest listeners. Um, also, Vermont's been growing. So whoever has been spreading out in Vermont, thank you so much. Maine, uh, Massachusetts. We have uh, Illinois, uh, Michigan, um, many different spots that have, have kind of started to pick up like tremendously. So thank you so much to all the different listeners that are um, spreading this podcast. So today, this podcast is going to be about the power of influence and how it affects our lives and how we see everything and how this constantly changes us, our mentality, how we think. Do you think, you know, that your decision is your decision? And this is what I want to talk about because in our modern day society, everybody is so confused now. Now, forget, forget the whole male and female. I'm not even going to talk about that today. I'm just going to talk about how we are so lost in our society. 
and I'm going to connect one dot after another, after another, after another. Hopefully, I can give you the bigger picture. The reason why I'm going to hit this topic is because I did a podcast with Fernando and Leslie. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was like my second or third podcast, and it was so big. It was such a great conversation. Everything turned out fine, and everybody loved uh, that podcast, but Everybody wanted me to kind of hit topic by topic, kind of do the way that I've been doing lately, where it's kind of like a uh, like a talk that I do just on that. So that's why I decided to do this podcast. Now, this is very important because many of the times you think that you make your own decisions and you think that it is done because you wanted to do it. Not true. Many of these uh, decisions that you make are influenced by someone else or by peer pressure and many people think that peer pressure is like, okay, well, it's like, you're, you know, they kind of pushed you into it. It's like, no, you'd be surprised how some people don't even know they're doing peer pressure on you. So this is something that affects us. You know, there was a, I've, a lot of these studies that I'm going to say, I've already done them. I'm just going to put them in an order where you can see it more um, and, and, and have a better view as to how much we're affected. So one of the studies that was done was they did uh, a a movie showing. And in the movie showing, they had in the background, right, during the movie, back in the day, they used to have film. And what they used to do back in the day is they used to cut those films. Uh, and when the movie was too long, they would connect two films together. And sometimes when you would see like a quick black or a little black spot or something like that, usually what it was is either burn marks because the the actual... Uh, film would get hot and it would put little like burn marks on them. Other times it was because what they would do is uh, they would take a film and they would kind of almost glue it together, right? They would they would stamp it together or kind of attach it together. And you would see like little, these little black marks, these little black spots or little quick blackouts, but they were so quick. Sometimes you really didn't even catch them. Nowadays we have digital media, so you don't have none of these blackouts, these little black spots. But what they did was back in the day, they took one film, one little clip of a picture. Remember, they were called motion pictures because what it was is it was picture by picture moving so fast. And in that fast movement, you would see it, uh, you would see the motion happen. So that's what movies were back then. There were, there were shots of still frames constantly. And then they would they would fly through those still frames. That is, that's why they were called frames per second, okay? So that you would watch the film and the film would fly through really, really fast and it would look like a motion picture. That's why they were called motion pictures. So in between there, they would cut out a clip and they would put just an all black screen or an all white screen and it would say a word and it would say go. And then 30 seconds later, it would say bye. And then maybe a minute later, it's a food, you know, and so on and so forth at the concession stand after the movie. And it kept doing that throughout the whole movie. But it was happening so fast that your eyes couldn't catch it. At the end of the movie, they ended up asking everybody. They said, because uh, everybody, about 70%, more than 70% of the people left and went immediate to the concession stand right after the movie theaters. Now, nobody goes to the concession stand after the movie theaters. You usually go before you stock up on your garbage foods, right? Because we're like such ravage, you know, sa savage people. We like buy, you know, a big bucket of popcorn that we never finish. 
We buy all these M&Ms and everything. But, bef- but you do that before. But afterwards, you never go back. You just go back maybe for the refill. So what happened is, is that everybody, 70% a- afterwards, went to, these, uh, to the concession stand at the movie theaters. Now, when they went, they asked people afterwards, why did you go to the concession stand? And every single one of them said, like, I don't know. Like, they didn't know why. They just felt the desire to do it. So my point to all this is that we are influenced. Even when you think you're not being influenced, you are being influenced. This is why it's very important that the music that you listen to, you're cautious to the music that you listen to because you're being influenced. Stop one day. And listen to all the lyrics that are being written on, uh, that are being spoken by these rappers, by these hip hop artists, by these singers, by these R&B artists, these uh, rock stars, right? Listen to the things that they say and think about it. Think, is this the life that I want to live? Because you say you're not being influenced, but you are, you know, uh, you know, there's there's this song, you know, by Neo that goes, you know, I knew my rent was going to be late about a week ago, you know, but I don't care. Like, I still went out and partied. Right. And yeah, there's some mentality behind there that, oh, OK, maybe, you know, like you could do a party and then charge everybody to come into the party and then I'll make money that way. And OK, that's what <clears throat> supposedly was happening in the move in, in the music video or some some something like that. But do you see this like. Okay, that's not a great mentality to have that you know your rent's going to be late and you still go out and party. But you were singing it in the club like, yeah, like I know my rent was going to be late about a week ago, you know, and then, you know, I still went out and partied and now I'm going to be now in debt and probably get evicted. Woo! Like, this is dumb. This is very dumb. But you sing it because the beat is catchy and then the rhythm is catchy and you're like, okay, well, I like it. I like the song. But it's interesting. There's a book called The Compound Effect that my friend Fernando had put me on to. And it's interesting how in the book, little by little, if you do something long enough, do it so much, right? And if you do it here and you're listening to it here and your friends are doing it over there, right? And then you're reading about it somewhere else. And then, you know, I don't know, it's, it's, it's being done as a social standing do it long enough, hear it long enough, smell it long enough, think about it long enough, right? Read about it, watch it in a music video, watch it in TV, watch your friends do it. Eventually, all that will compound on you and you begin to do these things. You know, it's very important that you watch the things that you listen to. You, you, you're careful. There we go. I'm sorry, not watch because you can't watch what you're listening to, but you're careful what you listen to. Because it will affect you. You think it doesn't, but it will. You know, it, um, in our, with our peers, we see this constantly. With our peers, uh, you think to yourself, oh, no, you know, I like this because I like it. Mm, no, you probably don't. And there was a study that was done on that, too, where they entered into an elevator. And it went up, I don't know how many stories. But the the people who would go in there, they did studies where they showed three different people inside of an elevator. Now, the person who was walking in to the elevator, 
would go up, let's say, you know, 50 stories up. Now they knew because they've been working in that in that building for over seven, eight years. So they knew what door was going to open. You know, they knew that they had to face forward because that's the only door that was there in, in the elevator. That was the only door that was opening. Now, they put three people inside the elevators in the studies that were facing backwards. Their back was facing the door. They were facing towards no door. Now, when the people got into the elevator, they would go up a few flights. And in the camera, they could see that every single person who got into the elevator and they saw the three people that were behind them facing the complete opposite way before their their they got to their floor they would always turn around and face with the other people because we are in many ways we are influenced by what others are doing you know sometimes you think to yourself is there something that i don't know that they know so let me just do it because they're doing it so as a collective society i should do what they're doing now remember, everybody else is being influenced by music, by by music videos, by uh, all these uh, celebrities that tell you what to think because you like them and their popularity. So you think that they are right in what they do. You got to remember, half of these people are idiots. Half of these celebrities are idiots. They really are. I mean, I hate to say it, but they really are. They're not intellectuals, and you're following them. They found a niche in which they are good at. And they make a lot of money. But it doesn't mean that they're intellectual. They're good as creative people to make music maybe. But they're not intellectual people. And you're following them. Because they're the next cool thing. They're the next popular thing. And they made something popular. But it's very important. When, you know, back in the day. And, and, you know, before there was, you know, uh, democracies and, and governments. There was the kingdoms. And in the kingdom, you were surrounded by the walls of that kingdom. And you were protected by that kingdom. And when you would leave the kingdom, they would say to you, goodbye. And what goodbye meant was God be with you, right? Because only, only God is good, right? So God be with you, right? This is where the saying comes from. Goodbye, God be with you, right? So they would say, God be with you. Because from here, from this kingdom to the next kingdom, you could be taken by, by wolves, eaten by a bear, attacked by a bear. Uh, the cold at night, you could freeze to death. Um, who knows? You could eat the wrong berries, the wrong poison. Uh, some, some scavengers could pass by, take you and, and, and steal all of your clothes, uh, take your goods, uh, take your horse and murder you. I mean, you were left, you weren't protected by the city walls. So you got to remember, it takes, it takes so much to be able to run a whole kingdom. And you think to yourself, oh, I could live by myself. No, because you'd have to know how to chop wood to make fire. You'd have to know how to build a house. You'd have to know how to fix the sewage system, right? Or you'd, know how to, you'd have to know how to farm. You'd have to know how to hunt. You'd have to know how to... Uh, be a blacksmith to make your own metals. And back in the day, you could not live by yourself. It was a community, right? There was a blacksmith, the farmer. You don't have that accumulative knowledge now today. If we, if we just go into the dark today and you go out into the woods, you die. 
because you don't know how to build a house. You don't know how to make tools. You don't know how to cook. You don't know how to hunt. You don't know how to do absolutely nothing. So you wanted to stay inside of the city walls. You wanted to be part of the village because if you weren't part of the village, well, guess what? If you didn't follow the rules or play nice inside the village, they would kick you out. So you needed to conform to the rules of society. So it's kind of like inside of us. It's, it's part of like our, our adaptive mechanism, right? We need to follow the rules because if not, I get kicked out. This, this is like inside of our evolutionary system in some ways to be able to survive, right? Because the, it's one thing to die physically, but it's another thing to die of the self, right? The being, the ontic self, right? This is what ontic means. It means like the being, you, the person who you are. It's like, damn, it's, yeah, I can live in society, but, but if my friends don't like me, then I'm just alone here. I can be around a thousand people and still be alone. And, and, and solitude is not a great thing. So you feel the need to have to be around people, to be accepted by society. So this kind of puts a peer pressure on us to always do what everybody else is doing. Remember, you think that Nike, do you think Nike was popular back in the day? No, Adidas was the big company. Adidas was like the monster. Adidas was like Nike today. Back in the day, Nike was actually like the Walmart brand. Nobody cared about Nike. Nike was like the loser. But what happened? Michael Jordan comes along and then Nike gets Michael Jordan and they pay him on a contract and they pretty much put all their money on, on, on Michael Jordan and he put Nike on the map. And Nike is as big as it is now because of Michael Jordan. So you see this, you know, now you think that you wear Nike because you like Nike. No, it's not true. You like Nike because your friends like Nike. Because remember, at one point they were the Walmart brand, but they got somebody popular and then they made some of the other popular kids like them. So then those popular kids ended up, you know, that, that popularity of Nike started to descend down. So now the whole school likes Nike. So what happens? Now everybody's got to get Nike. Because if I told you, if I told you that Nike was the Walmart brand and nobody was wearing Nike, and you were the only one to wear Nike, you would not wear it. Why? Because everybody would make fun of you. And they, they, would, they would look at you and say, ah, ha, ha, you got the Walmart brand shoes. Right. This is my point to all this is that you look at everything and you say to yourself, ah, like, no, nah, I wear Nike because I like it. No, you wear Nike because you're a slave to society. You think that you're free, but you are not. The power of influence is already affecting you. Champion, the same thing with champion. Champion just started to get big. If you would have asked me in my day and age, if you were wearing champion when it was 2004, you were a loser. But now everybody's wearing champion. Do you understand how we're affected? You wear what everybody else wears. 
Why don't you wear Walmart brand shoes? Yeah, maybe because they're a little bit cheaper. But you know why you don't really wear them? Is because you would get made fun of. So because you are so desperate for love and you seek the love so bad to be accepted because you're not confident with who you are, what do you do? You wear Nike because Nike gives you the in with your peers. This is very important because we are not slaves to society. You are not a slave. And this is what makes it so difficult for this new generations that are growing up to decide what they want to be in life. Because the power of influence is so much greater than what it used to be. I mean, you, it, back in the day, it wasn't that strong. I mean, yeah, it was in some ways, but it wasn't as strong as it is now. Now it's in your face. It's in Twitter. It's in TikTok. It's, it's in Instagram. It's in Facebook. It's like they pay these celebrities to put something on and to, to make you think that it's cool to wear. So this is something so crazy that we're living in now. This is what makes it so hard for these new generations to decide what they want to do in college. You've heard this time and time again. It's not like what I'm saying is new, but you hear constantly how people who, have, who are in college are switching their majors. Do you know why? Because they don't know who they are. They're still figuring out who they are. If you're in high school listening to this, you're still figuring out who you are. You don't know who you are yet because all you've done right now, if you're a freshman, a sophomore, a junior, a senior, even in college, you're still trying to figure out who you are. You don't know who you are yet in order, you know, and I don't blame you in high school. It's so difficult with all the bullying and all the making fun of. And if you don't fit to the social standards in that high school, you know, you, you feel like you need to. But because you don't know who you are, you don't even know what major you need to go into, let alone parents aren't there to help children and tell them now and say, hey, listen, son, you should go in job shadow. Parents are so focused on themselves with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and all the same garbage, too. So this is this is such a big thing nowadays. Because. All these kids are switching their, their majors and they're ending up with more debt because they don't know who they are. They don't know what they like. Think about it. You leave high school and you're still under the power of influence. Now you're going to go and make a decision and get yourself into a debt of who knows how many thousands of dollars that you're going to pay double the price at the end of your lifetime for what? And you still don't know who you are? If you don't know who you are, you think you know what you really like? If you don't know what you really like, you think you know what major you're going to end up in? I mean, we're constantly being affected. This is what makes it so difficult for all these new generations to decide something and to follow through. Most of these young generations don't decide anything until and know who they are until they're like 25, 26, and then they find the clothing that they really like. You're going to see this. You're going to look back. Uh, some of you adults right now that are listening to the podcast, you, you look back 10 years from now. You, you look at your pictures from high school and you look like a fool. I'll tell you this. I look like a fool. I hated it for the first time ever. You know, in the last five, six years, I'm comfortable with who I am. I love who I am. But that took years to figure out for myself you would have seen me back in the day i was blonde hair i had earrings i don't i look back and i'm like that's not even me i just needed to fit in with the people at that time now i don't care
but I'm not a slave to society. I'm not a slave to everybody. Honestly, I believe that God loves me exactly who I am. You know, this is the interesting thing about the story of Christ. It is said that the reason why he was able to hang out with the, with the lepers, right? The people who had the skin diseases, um, with the drunkards, with the prostitutes, with the tax collectors, the tax collectors who were worse than pedophiles back in the day. You were, you were the scum of the earth if you were a tax collector. Uh, he was able to hang out with all these people because he knew his heavenly father loved him. And because he knew his heavenly father loved him, he was able to be with all these people and he didn't care what anybody else thought about him because he knew that the only one who mattered loved him. So therefore he was able to save so many people and take them out of all these sins and the difficulties of their lives. So I believe, I believe, whether you believe it or not, that's for you to find out. Maybe you should pray, maybe you should think about this, but I believe that my heavenly father loves me. And I'm so sure about that, that it makes it easy for me to wear what I wear, to talk about what I talk about, to think what I think, to be okay with everything. Because if you don't like me, I don't care. I really don't. This is what makes it so easy for me to speak about gender of ideology, to speak about all these different things. Because I know that the one person who matters loves me. This is why when you're when you're in TikTok, when you're in Twitter, when you're in Instagram, when you're in Facebook, all these different companies are pretty much have the power of influence over you because it's like living in a kingdom, but in your mind. Does that make sense? Facebook doesn't exist as a kingdom, but it exists in, in, as a, like, a, a, like a, a fabric of reality, right? In your mind, it's the kingdom in your mind. And because you need to be accepted inside this, this weird app, right? This fake kingdom, this fake reality, right? You have to think and act a certain way so that you can post a picture, so you can say a comment, so that everybody can get likes on you. You know, I, I speak to a lot of the young, the young men that come in and I always tell them constantly, I always say, leave everything when they're very confused when they're confused about life when they're confused about their college degrees when you know there's there's so many claims that happen for everybody who's listening to this and if you're in universities and colleges they always tell you the same thing they always say we have a 90 percent job placement rating but i tell you i cut so many people and there's a statistic that shows that 90 percent will not get a job in the first year with in their respective fields with their degrees. And then 75% or 60% or something like that will never ever get a job. I mean, I know so many people from school that got degrees and don't have a job in their respective fields. So when they're confused and all these young men come in here and they're asking me these questions and they're kind of confused about what they should do, I tell them one thing, leave TikTok, leave Twitter, leave Instagram, leave Facebook, take your phone and turn it off completely and get away from the world. And because what, what music, you know, take off to stay away from music, stay away from TV, stay away from everything. 
because even in movies and TV shows, they have all these subliminal messages. You just saw Disney, uh, this lady Latoya, that she was the executive in like design or for for Disney, an executive producer for Disney. She came out openly and said that she was putting subliminal messages of to make your kids gay all the time. So uh, now remind mind you, I just showed you how the power of influence affects you. Now, this lady was subliminally putting in people's minds, right? Subliminal messages everywhere to make your kids gay, to make our kids gay, or to make you gay, or to make you think that you should be gay, right? So TV, Netflix, uh, music, just stop. Turn it all off. Turn me off. Not right now. Finish the podcast. But turn me off and just go somewhere. Because everything wants your attention and seeks your attention so it can influence you. Because it, it doesn't want to make you you. It wants to take you and turn you into whatever it wants to be. Netflix wants, has subliminal messages that wants to put, turn you into something. Instagram wants to turn you into something. Facebook wants to turn you into something. They want to take your attention and take all the knowledge that they know about you and sell you to someone else. And they want to sell you to Nike, to Adidas. They want to take you and turn you into this people right here. And they say, no, 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 we just want, we just want to take you and we want to sell you on the products that you like. It's like, yeah, but you don't even know what you like. You don't even know who you are. So how are you going to know what you like? This is the problem with Facebook, Twitter, and all these social media companies, Instagram, TikTok, they're selling you on something and they're saying, we just want it. We, this is what we see that you like. How do you know? You, you don't even know that you like these things. So they transform you, really. Or they're taking you and continuing to push you down this rabbit hole that you don't even know, that you don't even want to be a part of. Your whole life is screwed up. You don't know where you're going. You don't know what job you have. You're depressed. You're working at an auto zone. You're working at a McDonald's, at a, at a Best Buy, at a Yankee Candle, at a Subway. You're a manager. And you thought you were going to make $70,000 and the reality of life hit you and you got a degree and you, have, you are absolutely nowhere. You're doing nothing. Still living with your mom or your father or you're barely making ends meet, renting a place. And you got to find a person or three people to room up with. And you never dreamed that this was going to be your life. You can't even have a girlfriend and bring her to the house because your house looks like garbage because your roommates are garbage. You got no choice, but you got to deal with them because you have no money to pay nothing to live by yourself. And your parents don't even want you home and they want you to grow up too, but they didn't give you the ends meets to make it to life. So then you get depressed. And after being depressed, you want to get high and just escape the reality. You get drunk or you go and party. And you're like, screw it. Let me just live for today. YOLO, right? You only live once. Stupid. So all this power of influence, what's the best thing to do? How do you find you? How do you find you? How do you know what Johnny Smith likes? How does, uh, I don't know, Jessica Jones know what she likes? How do you know these things? You know how you figure it out? Go somewhere where there's no tech, no nothing. Go out to nature. Go into the place where there's the most nature that you can find. In big cities, they show how if you're able to put nature inside of a city, it affects 
the people in that area. There is a statistic that showed that people are happier when they're around nature. Do you know why people are happier when they're around nature? You have New York City, Chicago. They're trying to put these little areas where it's like trees and grass and benches around all these trees. The reason why is because everything points back to you. While Twitter wants to suck you into something and turn you into something and keep you going down a certain pathway so that they can make money off of you, nature doesn't need nothing from you. It gives back to you constantly. The sun is constantly dying. It's burning itself and and it produces heat and light for you. Water, it's all for you. The animals, you, I mean, they're, they're beautiful for you to view. And on top of that, for you to eat, to take for you. Plants take in your carbon dioxide. And then they give you back oxygen. You have all these beautiful plants that look gorgeous for you. Everything points back to you. So when everything's pointing back to you, you're able to just focus on you. You have to do this for a while. You can't do this for one day. Do this for a week. Take at least a minimum of an hour. And go, you know, in in a place where it's quiet in nature. And if you live in a city and in that city, you're just sitting there, you know, and, and you have no place to go because it's just find a little park or something. Go to the most nature place you can find a water a bridge where you could just look at the water and the sun and the sunrise or the sunset where it's quiet and there's not so many people and just, I don't know, put some earplugs in so you're hearing absolutely nothing. Preferably the most quiet place you can be is better and just let everything point back to you and pray. You want to call it prayer. You want to call it meditation. I don't care what you do, but let God speak to you. I don't know, for those of you who are atheists, let the world speak to you so that you can see and pray. You know, people think that prayer is like this, uh, like, in el nombre del Padre, del Hijo, del Espíritu Santo, amen. Like, no, no, no. Like, prayer is a dialogue with God. Prayer is a conversation. It's to take this moment and to just talk to God. Talk, for some of you, maybe the world, the universe, Right? But take this moment to just pray, to meditate, to think, to talk. And it's interesting how when you you talk, you know, in psychology, it's interesting. In psychology, they sit you down. They lay you down. And all they do is they ask you questions. I, I, I tell you because I've been to a psychologist, right? So what they do is they sit you down. And they all, they just continue to ask you questions and they want you to speak about life yourself. Because it's interesting, many times in, in our lives, when we talk about our problems, we in some ways bring it to life. You see this with uh, Adam and Eve, right? With Adam and Eve, God speaks and his words become reality, right? It never says that he moves his hands or thunder comes out. It just says that he speaks and and the world becomes reality. And then man, in the second chapter, reverberates the same thing. So he repeats exactly the same thing. He gives, he gives each one of these animals a name. 
and in some ways they become reality. You know, it's, it's interesting when you hate somebody, if you have your spouse, your friend, your brother, your sister, somebody, when, when you talk with them and you can play fake, you hate them, but you could play fake and say, hey, good morning, how you doing, right? And there could be some underlying problems there. But as soon as one of you says, I hate you, I'm so mad because of that day that you did this, now all of a sudden it's awkward. Now you can't play fake no more. Now in the morning when you wake up, you can't say good morning. It's like, okay, I know she hates me. This is kind of an awkward scenario. Now there's an elephant in the room that you have to deal with. This is the same thing with reality. When you speak about your life, whatever confusion you have, right? When you go out there and sit around nature and you pray and you think about it, when you kind of speak about it, you know, let it out and say it and kind of conversate with God. It's interesting how in some ways, you begin to see this reality. And in psychology, the more and more you speak about the problem, it's interesting how human beings ourselves, we can almost figure out the problem ourselves. We ask ourselves questions. Why am I doing this? You know, you think it's dumb to ask yourself the question because you think you would know the answer, right? Why did you do this? But the truth is, is we, it's good for us to ask these questions to ourselves because we don't really know the answer. And we in some ways need to contend with this question question and with this problem and answer this this question that we ourselves are confused in we need to dialogue with ourselves with god with the higher power to illuminate us a little bit so take this moment when you go out to pray and talk i mean it'll it'll be kind of weird for those of you who might be sitting in the city and somebody just sees you like talking because they're going to think you're like a schizophrenic but I mean, go for it if you got the guts for it. But if not, do it quietly inside your mind and think about this. Close your eyes, if anything, if you're so distracted by all the people that are around you. Let the sun hit you. The sun will help you out too. It's amazing. It's amazing how God made nature. The sun, the vitamin D will put you in a better mood. It'll help your immune system. It gives you, it makes you happier. Sit there and just close your eyes if you're distracted. You know, if, if you're inside of a, if you're a, in a park inside of a big city and you see a whole bunch of people and you can't stop thinking, close your eyes and just sit there in the park and just take deep breaths and just ask these questions and think about it and contemplate it and don't run away from it. A lot of the times we want to run away and escape and go play games. And this is the reason why your life isn't fixed because you don't think about these things because you're being influenced constantly to go out to party to have fun you know to go buy clothes because that'll make you feel better who cares how you feel stop with this nonsense and this babying that you live with you're depressed okay fine contend with the reality of life face the fear face this difficult moment of your life what do you think? You think leaving a rotten apple and just turning away and not looking at it is going to help the scenario? No, it's going to continue to rot until you grab that apple and you throw it in the garbage. It'll affect every other apple. It'll affect every other orange. It'll affect everything else because it'll rot and that mold will spread everywhere. So what do you think happens with your life? You turn away from one problem well, guess what? That problem affects another one and another one and another one and another one. Just how I explained earlier. And next thing you know, you're gaming and you don't have a girlfriend and you're by yourself and alone and you wish you had somebody. And you're living with a whole bunch of losers. I don't know. 
Well, yeah. You turned away from the problem. And at first it was a little baby dragon that you could contend with and fight. And if you would have dealt with it in the beginning, you probably could have tamed the thing. But now it's this monster. And now you don't know how to confront this thing. But what do you think? You think you still think you should keep running away from it? No. Face this monster. Fight with it. Be this knight in shining armor to yourself. Allow the Lord to illuminate you how to confront this reality. The problem is, is that it gets so tough. We don't want to. You want to run away from it. So sit there. Don't go play your games. Don't get high. Don't get drunk. When you get high, you play video games or you're getting drunk. It's a way to escape reality because the life that you're living, you don't like. And when you don't like your own life, well, guess what? You want to escape and enter into a new reality. Because if you enter into that new reality, now your old reality. But guess what? You're going to wake up and you're going to come back to this reality. And you still got to deal with that rotten apple. So stop turning away from it. For the first time ever, go sit down and think about this. And you'll think about how these problems need to get solved. And what you should do next. And make a goal. You know, I, I explain this. If, if, if you have not listened to... <coughs> if you have not listened to the podcast of the difference between normal and abnormal, go listen to that podcast after you're done with this podcast because it'll help you out so much. All I want to do is to give this opportunity to other people. I was a slave to this fake reality of needing, you know, feeling the need uh, of the acceptance of my peers Oh, and how terrible my life was. I hated it. But somehow society made me believe that that's the way and I should love it. And I would lie to myself that I loved it. And now I'm happier than ever. And now I love life so much that I want to confront the difficult moments of life. Do I, do I tense up and get scared a little bit? Yes. But I want to do it. There's a difference. You want to be successful. You want to make decent money. You want to have a family. You want to raise children. Well, guess what? In order for you to maintain that lifestyle, you need to work hard. You need to fight for a lot of different things. And there's going to be a lot of difficult moments that come. Whether it's your faith, whether it's economical, whether it's physical, whether it's your family, I don't care what it is. Whether it's psychological, I don't care what it is. In order for you to maintain a good lifestyle, you're going to have to confront the scariest things in life. The power of influence. You think it doesn't affect you, but it always will. We're always being influenced in one way or another. You think your decision is your decision. It's really not your own decision. A lot of the times, these decisions are being made for us by our friends, by our peers, by multi-billion dollar companies. You got to remember, there's geniuses. You're, they're a multi-billion dollar company and they want to stay on top and they want to make money off of you all the time. You got to remember, they don't make money off of the rich people. They make money off of all the middle class and lower class. 
So how do they keep you enslaved to this mentality? They have to get these pay millions and millions and millions of dollars to these marketing companies that are these geniuses that sit down that have understood what color affects people in this way and what sound affects people in that way and if you dress this way and if you look like this and if you think like this and if you act like this and the culmination of all that intellect of all these people and these psychologists and sociologists and marketing professors and who knows what, these geniuses of people that know how to influence a whole country, they sit down together and they say, how do we sell this shoe? Like this. How do we do it? Through these uh, social media accounts. I don't know what. Delete your social media I'm telling you right now, delete TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, delete it all. Most of the times, if you read their privacy laws, and right now I'm just going through all the different privacy laws, and most of them, all of them speak about how they can tap into all your information and use it. It's not something new, but they can hold all of it. And then even if you delete it, they can hold it up to 90 days still. Why do they need to hold it up to 90 days? They say, oh, because for, uh, for us to be able to delete it in our backup servers, mm, it doesn't take 90 days. I just found out from a, a tech, um, a person who programs a software and he was telling me, he goes, it's impossible. He goes, it's impossible. He goes, because even in massive companies, in, he goes, we can delete things instantaneously if we want we just in a program we put everything that's connected with your name and we could delete all of it with a little bit uh a snap of a finger everything is gone he goes so the fact that it takes 90 days is a lie so trust me when i tell you you're constantly being influenced i deleted everything many years ago you know at the time it was facebook Right. I mean, uh, MySpace. I never had a Facebook, and and I saw how it freed me so much. And with all of you that are living in all these different, uh, this new age society, with all these new different social media accounts, you have just six. Instead of it being one way that it's affecting you, you have six different ways that it's affecting you. And before for me, it was just on a computer. So that means whenever I got on a computer, it was affecting me mentally. But nowadays, it's in the palm of your hands and you guys are staring at it all day long. Look at all of you right now while you're listening to this podcast. Go to your settings. And on your settings, I want you to go to the part where it says screen time. And if you haven't turned on your screen time, right? Because it's going to say turn off or turn on your screen time. If you haven't turned it on, turn it on. And look at how much... You are using your phone and looking at your phone on a daily basis. And some of you are probably somewhere around 12 hours, 10 hours. That's about the average that I've seen when I speak to young men who come to get their hair cut. You're, you're looking at your screen for an average of 8 to 10 hours. That is crazy. Even if you say it's just music. No, no, no. You, screen time is counts as screen time. It means that... That screen's got to be turned on. So you say, no, most of the time I use it. And, and if I'm using six hours, it's because I'm listening to music. It's like, no, not true. You're probably looking at a screen. 
So it, it, the screen time only counts as that screen is turned on. That means your face is looking at that screen for eight hours. So even if you say to yourself, oh, okay, well, I use my YouTube for music. Okay, well, fine. You're still, even if you're at four hours, you got to think about it. These, these successful people of the world, they don't give their own children tablets, but yet they give it to you. You have, you know, uh, these owners and presidents, CEOs of all these massive companies. If you watch The Social Dilemma, you should watch The Social Dilemma. They explain how they don't even use it. All this, all, all of it, they're constantly telling you ways to think. They, pro- they programmed an algorithm that the CEOs, the software techs of the companies thought, oh, I'll never fall prey to it. I won't fall prey to it. Because I created this software. I created this algorithm. They fell prey to it too. So watch. you should watch the documentary, The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Because this is constantly in your face. So even if you're doing four hours a day, think about it. The successful people have the same 24 hours as us. How is it that they're successful and we're not? It's because they take their time in their life and they use it for something useful. The problem is, is that some of us waste our time. You know, some of us, you know, and for those of you who are big gamers, you know, I have, there's this, uh, there's a friend of mine, his name is Sailor Kevy. If you guys uh, are, are gamers on Twitch, you know, I'm not saying to play the games is bad. You know what I'm saying? My, my problem with it is when you escape reality. So this young man, Sailor Kevy, I love like when I talk with him because he's not all about gaming. It's interesting. Like he is because he, he makes some economical means off of doing this, but even his whole life isn't revolved around it. Like he doesn't use it as a way to escape reality. He's constantly working and hustling and pushing himself in different ways. But you see this, like this is such a big thing right now. So I, I tell all of you guys, just step away from all of this, man. Allow yourselves to be completely free. Take those same 24 hours that the same successful people have and use it to your fullest. Don't waste your time on a lot of these social media accounts, these social media apps. Um, There's this one show that me and my wife just watched, and it's called Undercover Billionaire with Glenn Stearns. And what they do is they give this billionaire, because everybody says, oh, a billionaire makes his money because he got rich and he, you know, his parents gave him a million dollar loan or who knows what. Even if we gave, if you gave a million dollars to a poor person, the reason why you're poor is not, you're not poor because uh, you just never got dealt the right hands. You're poor because you don't confront the difficult things of life. So you make it as easy as you can make it because human beings, we always want to become content. We want to find a place and, and build a village and build a home and, and, and remain stagnant, do nothing. You want to live the most cozy, comfortable life you can live. Well, Glenn Stearns wanted to prove to everybody that you could give me 
nothing and I can build back up to something. And I love the challenge that he ended up doing. So what he did was they, the producers chose whatever city, whatever city, they gave him $100 to his name, $100 bill, a phone with no contact. So he wasn't able to use none of his contacts. And then they gave him a truck. So they gave him $100, a phone with no contacts. He couldn't use none of his contacts from nobody, from his family, friends, nothing, and a truck to be able to make this happen. And he shows how he does this over and over and over. I mean, uh, how he starts off from nothing and builds this $750,000 appraised, uh, a valued company, valued at $750,000. Because he takes every second, every moment of his life and he makes something of it. You know what's the best game to play in life, you guys? You know, it's the best Monopoly game to play is life itself. You want to get good at something, get it, get good at that game. So hopefully I, I encouraged all of you to see how much you're influenced by music, by celebrities, by life, by movies, by your friends. And hopefully you get the chance to step away from everything and confront reality. Sometimes confronting reality is not going to your job, going to your work, just sitting down and thinking about all your problems and how you should take the first step. Take one small step at a time. Don't confront your biggest problem. Confront the smallest ones first. You don't clean your room. Just start off by cleaning your room. And you'll see how just doing your bed, just something as small as just doing your bed in the morning will build confidence. You'll be like, all right, I did that. Then be like, all right, tomorrow I'm going to clean my room. And then clean your room. And then be like, all right, tomorrow I'm going to, you know, uh, go to work. And I'm going to try to see what I can do about getting a promotion. Or, or, you know, tomorrow I'm going to start hiring and and, and going to these different places. And I'm going to begin to tackle one problem at a time. Start from the smallest and build your way up to the top. It'll uh, It'll build confidence in you to continue on with the next problems. So... Until then, God bless. Hopefully, don't forget to rate, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for everybody who's listening. Thank you for spreading out this podcast. It helps me out. The more that I can grow this podcast, the more I can build uh, some, get some ads, uh, begin to monetize this, then I can put more podcasts out frequently for everybody. It's difficult because... It's hard for me to do this. I have seven children. I have my own business. I'm doing a lot of things even in my church. So sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you'll see these gaps where I don't do nothing. And then you'll see it where I do like recently where I'm going week, 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 week. So until then, God bless.